Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm indie musician and filmmaker Marcia Novelli. If you'd like to be a part of my brand new solo album, please go to pledgemusic.com slash This week, we're excited to welcome booking agent Matt Rafal to the show. In his seven-year tenure at Supreme Entertainment Artists, Matt has specialised in booking tours for singer-songwriters, including the Kate Vogel and Tyler Hilton Package Tour, which spanned through the UK, Canada, Europe and the US, the 2013 Trio Tour featuring Tyler Hilton, Teddy Geiger and Ryan Cabrera, as well as national tours for Howie Day, American Idol winner Lee DeWise, YouTube star Tyler Ward, Ron Pope and The Click Five. Originally a touring musician and songwriter, Matt has written music for a variety of television projects, including NBC, CBS, Disney, and The CW. We're looking forward to hearing the advice Matt has to share for artists who are looking to plan a tour, hear about some of the common mistakes artists make, and get to know more about the man himself. So, hey, Matt, how's it going? Nice to have you on the show, brother. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing well. Uh, well... Apart from I'm you know, having to retake that intro probably about three or four times. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. We nail it always on the first take, Ross. We never have to re-record anything ever. We are just like, you know, so <laughs> profesh. Not strictly know? true. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. We start this off awkward because that's just how we are. Oh, man. Um, I'm a big fan of 80s hair metal music. So like uh, Motley Crue, Rat, Warrant, uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, even though I don't work with those kind of artists, generally I love them. I'm a big podcast fan, and because of what I do as a booking agent, I listen to podcasts all day. So if you saw my phone and you saw how many podcasts. I subscribe to you'd think I was crazy, but I will listen to podcasts like probably six hours straight while I'm in between phone calls and you know doing work and research and whatnot. Well, we 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 approve of that. <laughs> yeah, we approve this message. Strongly approve. We approve of this. <laughs> nice. No, I, yeah. No, I look forward to seeing you guys pop up in my uh, auto notifications which is cool oh <laughs> already already and, with the tears yeah. and one more thing so i'm from old lime connecticut originally and the town is known um it's na- it, if you've heard of lime disease like with the ticks mm-hmm. it, like uh my town i somehow like that's where the name came from so oh wow 
Yeah, well, not- that, that that's that's wonderful. Thanks. <laughs> we have an outbreak of that here. Thanks for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I just want to jump back and say we've had three of the artists that you've worked with mm-hmm. on the show. That is so crazy. Tyler Hilton, mm-hmm. Lita Wise, mm-hmm. and Ron Pope. Oh, all wow. great people. Yeah, all three of them we've had on actually over the course of well, uh, Tyler was the first show that we ever launched with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, why don't we talk a little bit about your role at Supreme Entertainment and the role of a booking agent in general? So, so I'm a booking agent. Um, so on an average day, I wake up, uh, look at emails, and it's a lot of stuff from either managers who are looking to uh, route a tour for their client, their client being the artist. Or it's from promoters who I'm already working on shows with. And, you know, just kind of feeling out the issues, if shows are selling well, if shows are not selling well. Um, You know, that kind of thing. You know, opening acts, uh, production issues, work visas. You know, there's like a million little things. Uh, Promo, you know, Facebook advertising ideas on how to, you know, if a show's not selling as well as it should be, what can we do to jumpstart it? That kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, it, it starts with looking at a calendar and trying to figure out, like, where an artist is going to be. And then you start just planning and building and dealing with the stuff. And sometimes dealing with the stuff that goes wrong, you know, uh, whether it's a payment issue or, you know, somebody misbehaved, you know, whatever. There's a little bit of that too. So that's probably Tyler. I've been to, I've been to a show. I've been to, I was in a show to Toronto. He misbehaves. <laughs> you know, I, I want to say, you know, as a do it as a DIY or whatever uh, yeah. musician, um, you know, you kind of have to learn to do all these different things until you start bringing other people in. You know, and over over the course of the last couple of years, I've slowly started expanding my team. And uh, the one thing I haven't expanded yet is to a booking agent. And I'll tell you, like, there's certain things that that you have to do as an independent artist. And some of them actually are kind of fun, you know, that are not music related, is what I'm trying to say. The one, I don't know if other artists like this, but the one thing I hate is what you do. Like, I'm not, not that sounded bad. Like, I love that you do it, but I hate doing it myself. I have no, I don't like it. And I've had to do it because I've booked my own tours and my gosh no like do you enjoy yeah. what you do um i i do on most days i do um right. i i would say like it's different i think when when i'm the agent and not the artist because i can be kind yeah. of i can uh you know only give the artist and the manager the things they need to know and i and if there's somebody who's rude or there's something super negative. I can just be that buffer and it doesn't need to get to the artist, you know, in, in most cases. Yeah. So, I and, like and I that. think, and I think with the D DIY thing, it's like, you really have to kind of, you know, take the good and the bad, you know, which, which is hard. So I totally oh, yeah. get that. We're going to be, we're going to be talking. You and I are going to be talking. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Uh, so let's move forward. Yeah. Let's move forward. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. Um, I mean, I've I've not booked a tour for an artist that I have helped set up, you know, occasional mm-hmm. shows here and there. And oh, my God, that was yeah. so stressful. Um, 
and you know, I probably made a ton of mistakes. So what do you, what are some of the common mistakes that you see artists making when they're booking their own tours and how could they avoid, you know, some of those mistakes? Well, the older I get, the more I do this, uh, the more I realize it's all about communication. So if you book a show with a promoter who is not a good communicator and you know, if it's somebody you have to email six times just to get a reply from, that usually means the show is going to stink, you know, because if the person isn't going to reply to you in a timely fashion, it probably means they're not doing the things they need to promote the show and you're going to be disappointed. Um, so I, my, my advice is if it feels wrong in the beginning, don't do it, you know, find, find a different room, a different promoter, because usually your instinct is going to be correct. God, um, what, what a common <laughs> thread we have on this show. Yeah. Follow your gut feeling. <laughs> I, we get a constant reminder of this every week yeah. and I love it. I think the number one lesson that we have learned and we could pass on to anyone else is follow that gut feeling, your instinct, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, and wow. I, I think I'm with you on that communication thing because because uh, the, the show that one well one of the shows that I booked uh, we actually ended up being double booked on that night. Yeah. Um, the venue booked another act, and they didn't reply to our emails for like two or three weeks, probably. When I was oh, what's what's happening with this? Where do we get the tickets? How you know how are we going to promote the show? And then they email me two or three weeks later, and like oh, sorry, mate, we've actually double booked you. Uh, you're going to have to find another yeah. venue, and this is a week before the gig. And, yeah. you know, yeah, I think that that whole that, you know, then I didn't pay attention to that red flag of they didn't reply to my, my first email or my second email oh, or my yeah. third email. Um, oh, they're not answering their phone. Um, something's not quite right. So, yeah, I, I yeah. Yeah. Bad communication yeah. is kind of the death of, a, you know, many things, um, but especially, yeah, something with, you know, that requires a date and pre-promotion and all that stuff. Totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could go on and on about that. I've had experience with that with publicists and other people like that. It's just, come on. Yeah. Do your shit. <laughs> yeah. Do your shit. You know, and I think that's, that's you know. And you see, it goes a long way. You, ha- you end up getting a reputation. I mean, that one of the reasons we have you on the show is, I mean, Ross has talked highly of you f- for a long time. Um yeah. I, at least a couple of years uh he's just yeah matt's tagline nice is that uh, uh, matt's tagline is like the nicest what? guy in the music business that's kind of <laughs> how really? and, yeah no well it's not really, really but whenever i introduce oh. someone to matt <laughs> i thought you jokingly did that no no whenever i introduce someone to matt it's always like hey this is matt rafael you know the nicest guy in the music business yeah. uh yeah it's true it goes a long way you end up getting a reputation and i mean that's just uh that's just a, a side that we're saying here but you know you you uh, this is the first time i'm speaking to you face to face and uh, you do you do come off that way, and it's so important because you end up getting a reputation. You, who wants to be, have the reputation of being that that asshole? You know, what I mean, I mean, maybe somebody do, maybe some people do, but yeah. I think it's not going to take you far for long. You know, you have to yeah. be a decent person. That applies to everything and anything. I think. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I, part of it is, like you said in the intro. Um, when I was younger, I played in bands and I uh, spent a lot of time traveling and being on that side of it. So I think I always have that in the back of my mind, what it feels like uh, to, you know, to be double booked and to be, uh, you know, you know, not hearing back from a promoter and that kind of thing. And 
I think you, when you go through it, then you feel the compassion of, uh, you know, for the musician, because it's the hardest thing, you know, to be a musician and to deal with the highs and the lows and, and to keep, uh, keep going, you know, you said it. Absolutely. Um, speaking of which though, how would you say an artist can kind of make themselves more appealing or more bookable to venues and promoters? Um, I mean, it, this sounds very obvious, but it, it, you know, promoters are looking for easy sell, like shows that it will sell easily. They don't want to sweat it out, grind it out. And uncertainty is not your friend when it comes to booking. So it, it's a catch 22 because they want artists that have a history uh, in the market. And, you know, I, I often have to convince a promoter, hey, you know, artists X, Y, and Z have been in your city or they've been to a comparable city. I really feel they're going to do X amount of tickets. You know, let's let's make a deal. Let's do this. You know, and it's it's a lot of that. So, you know, there's two different things that, you know, you have the artists that have been around for a long time, um, you know, and that's more of a, you know, bringing them back to markets for a good deal. And then the other side of it is developmental artists who are coming up. And that's when you have to be a little more creative. Um, and sometimes it, it's a favor. You know, you have to ask a promoter for a favor. Sometimes it's packaging a new artist with an established artist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's many ways to do it. Well, you said it's a catch-22, and I mean, that it really is, because in order to have a market out there, you need to tour, but they don't want to book you until you have a market out there. Sure. And it's the most frustrating thing as an independent artist to, to deal with that catch-22, right? And to have to prove that, you know, you are sellable, I guess, or bookable, as, as much of that makes you sound like a commodity. But I mean, you know, it's, it's that proving that is always the toughest part. And that's where people like you come in and as the, what's the word I'm looking for? That's the champion, I guess, of these artists, you know, and because you're bringing them more established artists, then they, they take your word. Like you said, I've experienced that before. Um, My wife used to book shows in her younger days and it was kind of like the favor. Okay, fine. You give me this one and we'll give you this one. Yeah. You know, Uh, and it, 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 it's being people. It really is doing favors and just being human. Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes, uh, you know, having a history, a long history with the promoter, that you know that that's when you feel comfortable. Um, you know, asking them for a favor, and, and a lot of times, you know, people are cool to help mm-hmm. you out. You know, of course, yeah. So, what would your top three tips be for an artist who's looking to book a tour themselves? So maybe they're not quite at the stage mm-hmm. where they they're ready to work with a booking agent, but yeah. if they're booking it themselves, what would the f- sort of top three tips be? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would, I would try to find other artists that you can kind of trade shows with and, you know, band together. So if you have like no history in a city that's two hours from you, maybe find another artist and try to work a relationship where, you know, if you do well in your home city, you know, have that artist come to you. You go to them, all of a sudden you've got two markets, maybe you find a third. I think, you know, that that can be good. Um, 
I also think, you know, looking at calendars and finding, you know, headline acts that may not have support listed, submitting uh, for those slots can be really good uh, and just be really easy to work with, um, you know, make it easy for the promoter to figure out what you're all about, you know, maybe don't send eight links and a PDF and all that. Maybe, you know, just a, a good, a good link, you know, make it very easy, you know? Uh, so, so they can kind of forward it along to the manager of maybe of the headline act and say, Hey, these guys submitted to open, you know, uh, you want to give it a go. You'll probably get a quicker answer that way. Yeah. We've spoken about emails, um, on the show several times. In fact, we recently had, um, a, a, a man named Eric from uh, Tragic Hero Records, a friend of mine that played on my last record, actually a really sweet guy. And he talked about the emails he tends to open uh, for submissions for artists who want to be on the label tend to be short and sweet to the point. Everything's yeah. right there. One link to one song or whatever, because if they're, if they're interested beyond that, they can ask for more, right? If you send a whole bunch of stuff, it's like, ugh. No, you know, not yeah. that you're being an ass. You just don't have the time to sit there and click right. on a million things or read a whole thing like this, yeah. you know? <laughs> and with, with that, I think me personally, I, I'll start reading it. I'll get distracted. I'll say, yeah, I'll get back to this later. I haven't read this whole thing. And then it ends up a uh, hundred emails back and you, you just don't get Absolutely. to it. But if it's yeah. short and you can read it and then reply um then you know <laughs> then it, it might work you know so it, yeah. <laughs> it's a, there's an art to emailing it really is um so you know uh, we, we really like to gear this show not only to showcase our amazing guests like yourself but also to hopefully add some insight and advice to um our listenership right um but for any artists who really don't have any touring experience what would be really the first steps for them to go on on tour um i think that you already mentioned that maybe swapping shows or you know supporting a headlining artist mm -hmm. but you know what's kind of the first first steps right now they could take in the next week you know of listening to this yeah. episode all right well i'll tell you one thing um i, I think this is more geared for artists that are based in the U.S., but there's, a, there's an organization in the U.S. called NACA. It's the National Association of Campus Activities. Um, so I'm very active as an agent on that circuit, and it's basically six weekends in the fall and three weekends in the spring. And it's like... It's really cool. It's basically all the people who purchase shows for colleges in the U.S. get together regionally. Um, so, you know, hundreds of people. It's, you know, maybe like 100 schools. They'll each send, I don't know, um, six to eight people from their campus activities board. They get together and they watch music all weekend, live music. And... What I do is I'll find artists um, who want to showcase at, this at these NACA events. We submit the video. Um, the selection committee, uh, committee 
you know, selects who they want to perform at the events. And then at the events, they get to see these new upcoming artists. A lot of them are people brand new, you know, uh, up and coming people, performers. And then the schools can decide right there. I would like to hire this artist to perform at our campus on this date. You walk out of it with a date, you know, and, and sometimes if it goes well, the schools all book together, like five schools in Wisconsin will say, well, you know what, we want this artist this week all in a row. So the artist will walk out of there essentially with a tour. And, um, you know, the money is good. It's, it's better than playing clubs. And it kind of gives you those anchor dates, so to speak. So if you want to go and play, you know, a low money, like, coffee house or bar while you're out there playing the, the good paying college shows you can and you can turn those five shows into like a two-week tour and walk home with some money and you know um and it, i found it's really really a nice thing for up-and-coming developmental acts who have you know maybe played a handful of shows and then if they get into the circuit all of a sudden, they're playing 50 colleges a year. And uh, there's a couple artists in my mind that I've seen kind of really grow that way. Absolutely. That is some really yeah. specific, valuable advice. That's what I love. Now, Matt, we've, we've come to the point of the show. Are you ready for 20 questions? Oh, let's do it. All right. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Uh, veggies. Yes. TV or Netflix? Netflix. <clears throat> Twitter or Facebook? Uh, uh it's like <laughs> I, I go Facebook, I guess. Twitbook. Yeah. Uh, yoga or yogurt? <laughs> uh, yogurt. CD or vinyl? Um, I'll go vinyl. Ooh, House of Cards or Orange Is the New Black? House of Cards. New York or Connecticut? Uh, <laughs> I live in New York, so I'll say Connecticut because you, know, <laughs> you always want to be where you're not, you know? Of course, right? Yeah. Of course. Friends or Seinfeld? Oh, Seinfeld. Oh, classic. Now, you're not in either of these places, so Canada or Scotland? Um, I've never been to Scotland but I was just in Canada um, like two weeks ago. Where? Uh, Toronto. Oh, okay, yeah. That's yeah. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll say Canada just because I've never been to Scotland. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, I, I yeah. talked to you about you being there. Yeah, I was upset you didn't tell me. It would have been great I, to, dude, to catch up with I you. Next time, said. next time we'll grab, a, we'll grab a coffee. I'm a coffee drinker now. I used to be I only a tea drinker, so. but I've, come to the dark I forgot, side. I forgot you were... Uh, Toronto, man. I would <laughs> Talent or attitude? Uh, talent. Yeah. Yeah. Batman or Superman? Oh, I'm so not into that stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll say Batman. Like <laughs> I'll say Batman because um, I was with all the prints, uh, with the passing of Prince and all that, mm -hmm. I recently listened to his Batman soundtrack, so, which was really cool. 
I should go check that out. Yeah, it's good. Education or experience? Experience. <laughs> we are on the same page, man. We are on the same page. That's how I'd answer all these. Van Halen or ACDC? Oh, man. See, th- now you're talking my language. I, I saw Van Halen this past summer in New Jersey, and it was cool to go to, but it wasn't that good of a show. Um, oh, no. Because I'm more of a Sammy Hagar. I know it sounds bad to say, but I, I like Van Halen with Sammy Hagar more okay. than the David Lee Roth era. Right. Um, but yeah, I'll go with ACDC just because they're cool. I, I saw them when I was like in sixth grade and it's pretty awesome. Now, this is our infamous question on the show. Well, one of the infamous questions. One of, yeah. Um, Michael <clears throat> Jackson mm-hmm. or Michael Bolton? I'll go with Michael Bolton because yeah, he's, oh, from, he's, from, wow. he's from Connecticut. Uh, and he used to be in a metal band in the yeah. 70s. Yeah, that that's that is right. True. I always forget that. I know yep. you forget. You forget how great. awesome the bolt really is. And <laughs> he co co wrote a great song for Kiss really? uh, called "Hide Your Heart." Yeah, re- really good song from like the late eighties. Oh not not regarded as one of Kiss's <laughs> better um, moments, but I, I liked it. You know, I was Michael right Bolton age. is the eighties. I think he is the personification of the eighties. That's all I can say. He As, is the hair. Yeah. That it is the 80s. That's yeah. it. Did you know that, uh, I don't know if this came up, but do you know that Ron Pope wrote a song for yes. Michael Pope? Yes. Uh, I, think we, I think we mentioned okay. that. Yeah. I figured you guys. Uh, Unbelievable. Felt, yeah. There's Unbelievable another, everyone ties in, isn't it? I know. Six degrees. Of, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. another one of our, uh, I want to say classic questions, but it's maybe not <laughs> the right word, but you know, Celine Dion. Or Marilyn Manson? Um, I, I'll go Manson. Yes. Yes. Manson is the man. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Gervais uh, or Ricky Martin? Uh, Gervais. Yeah. Whale or Kale? Uh, kale. Bette Midler or The Riddler? <laughs> I'll go Midler. And the final question, which will determine future relationships, Matt. <laughs> it will yeah. either make or break them. Mm. Is Ross or Marcio? That guy. Oh man. This to me, man. What do people usually say? I can't remember. Always uh, me. Always me. Which totally. is why you have to say me. <laughs> no, right. it's never me. That's I'll go, I'll go with Ross. I, I met him first. So, yeah. Seniority <laughs> rules, right? This is awful. My poor ego. You, you'll be okay, Marcio. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about it. We'll talk about it. <sighs> no, we won't. <laughs> oh, man. It's okay. I'll get over it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> this is always awkward because I always don't get picked and then I'm always the one to be like, so go check it. Go check out this person on this website. So it's okay, Marcy, I'll take over for that. So so if you want to find out more about what Matt does, you can visit supremeentertainment.net and you can also find him on Twitter and Instagram as Matt Rafael, which is M-A-T-T-R-A-F-A-L. And for Marcio... 
I'm working on my second solo album, and you can be a part of it at pledgemusic.com slash Marcinavelli. We've already reached our goal, and we want to keep on going because the more we raise, the more songs I can record and uh, bring them to life. Um, I also recently re- released my award-winning documentary, Walking Proof, which chronicles the making of my debut solo album, and you can watch that for free at marcinovelli.com slash walkingproof. And finally, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, which are all... And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work and my blog at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as electrickiwi and on Facebook, electrickiwi design. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. All links are in the show notes, so please make sure to check them out because they keep this show live. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, visit uh, patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. I couldn't remember that link, but I, I got there. there. You couldn't think about it. I, like, I, bl- I had a bit of a blank, and uh, I, I got over it. I got there, though. I got there. Yeah. You, 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 you handled that like a professional. Thank like you. Like a professional Bridget Atlantic. Probably for the first time, which is not really that for the first time in in eighty five episodes or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Matt, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been a real pleasure meeting you and uh, getting to pick your brain as they say sure. Thank you, please guys. come back again thanks for all you do for artists man and uh helping them uh get out there it's it's a like i said you do what most of us do not like to do because uh it's not fun for artists to do yeah. what you do but i'm glad you have fun doing it so uh and you do it while doing... being nice which is you yeah. know yeah really a important. strange i'm a little i'm a little bit curious about you that you still haven't you haven't become cynical yet or uh, you've become jaded so oh. i don't know secret (laughs) lots of coffee i have my days believe me i bet i bet anyways man come back again okay thank you guys thanks for listening to this week's episode of bridge the atlantic if you like what you heard please subscribe and leave a rating and review on itunes you can also find us on youtube facebook twitter and instagram so connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show thanks for being awesome and we'll see you next week What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.